We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Happy Wednesday, Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you today. We'll uh, answer some of your questions from the message board. Neil had a mailbag going to make it a podcast mailbag. It'll be a content item on the site today. We'll go through some of those, hit a few other topics uh, from the sports world today. We covered most of the stuff yesterday that was uh, sort of had news value around the uh, around the country for the most part. The Celtics avoided a sweep to the Heat last night. They win uh, and head back to Boston down 3-1 in the uh, NHL. The Knights very much still in command of that series now up 3-0 after a bludgeoning of Dallas last night in game uh game three of that one so that's kind of where we set up from a national standpoint we'll hit some topics today for you on the podcast brought to you every single day by the oxford exxon highway six west in oxford the lunch specials 569 couple sides bread any size fountain drink you would like there with the oxford exxon get the big one there's no reason not to you can also get a 49 cent fill up of that large fountain drink here locally in oxford the ribs let them take care of dinner tonight Remember, if you're in Brookhaven or Clinton, you can get their homemade donuts inside their Blue Sky location every single morning. Homemade, a lot of flavors, a lot of varieties for you there with Oxford Exxon and all Blue Sky locations. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900. We've got multiple <clears throat> guests coming your way the rest of this week. They will join on the MyPerfectFranchise.net hotline. If you're a displaced corporate executive or you're wanting to put your career in your own hands, maybe you're an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify, Andy Ludeke can help. He owns multiple franchises and businesses, uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net or call Andy at andy at myperfectfranchise.net or call 404-973-9901. 
you know, it's a it's a tough thing from the stream there. Ask if I really enjoyed Tennessee's loss yesterday. Well, they lost to A and M, so that creates a bit of a conundrum for me. But um, no, I, I have not held a lot of animus for Tennessee this year, just given that they're sixteen and fourteen in the league, and they've been a little more of a puppy dog struggling themselves um, around them. And I do think, I mean, look, some of it's the losses, but I do think Vitello has chilled a little. Um, mm-hmm. Had to, but. Mm-hmm. I think it's not simply because they're losing more games. I think that it was something that probably when you do your after action report, you go, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't sustain for 70 games or the way that it, uh, it needs to there. But Tennessee, they are now definitely out of the hosting conversation. They felt a 20th in the RPI after the loss yesterday. So losing to A&M three nothing, they will be a two seed in someone's regional. I didn't see the last two games. The first two games had a lot of quality pitching in it. They Carolina, did. Carolina and Georgia played the early game. I watched. Most of it, I was running, and I watched a good bit of it. Um, Carolina just filled up the zone. A couple of guys just threw strikes. And then uh, the left-hander who started for Texas A&M, game was miserable. It was because they played it in a drizzle. And um, that cat, he just pounded the strike zone. Got the umpire calling strikes. You can do that in that park, especially. Got Go his, it up there, let him hit it. Yeah, got his teammates on defense, stayed on their toes, got in and out quick. First three games of the day, all shutouts. Carolina nine nothing, A and M three nothing, Alabama four nothing, and then in the finale yesterday, Missouri falling to Auburn. Auburn winning ten four in that one. So setting up today's games: Carolina and LSU this morning, A and M and Arkansas, Alabama and Florida, and Auburn and Vanderbilt in your nightcap tonight. So those are your uh, double elimination games. Auburn sewing up a host site for sure. Yeah. As this thing moves forward, Alabama. What is fascinating about them is we. I, I wrote a message board post this morning about Georgia. They're contemplating firing Scott Strickland today after uh, them falling in the first round of the tournament and not making the postseason. He's been there a lot longer than I thought. But Alabama, I, I, I don't know. You're, you're gonna see, I, I think you're going to get a glimpse into Greg Byrne here if Alabama has a decent postseason because is it at all possible this interim is going to get the head job? Uh, he is incredibly well-liked in the industry. He's done a great job. Um, he's been phenomenal with them the last few weeks. So I'm just – I'm don't not necessarily predicting it or anticipating it, but I do think he's playing his way into contention to potentially get the Alabama job moving forward there um, in Tuscaloosa. After well, I mean, if, if you're right that they're not going to expand a ton of money into it, why not? It would help you with the portal, keeping your dudes, because everybody's tampering with Alabama right now. I mean – Sure. Everybody, as sure. they should. That's sure. not. So, I mean, I do think it would have some roster construction help on it, potentially. So, it's not always a great thing that everybody around the league likes you, but everybody around the league likes him a lot. They're kind of pulling for him. He's done a great job. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about what their record is since the day that Bohannon was fired. It's it's pretty- two out of three from Vanderbilt, swept Ole Miss, and now won the first game in Hoover. So, five and one in the SEC to close. That's strong. Done a great job. Yeah, I don't hate that. Uh, and then should Georgia go ahead and make this change, I have no idea what they will do. Again, we, we pointed out yesterday that they're only paying Strickland $600,000. Does that increase? Does it not increase? They have a care problem in Athens, but they have a ton of resources. Um, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. But it tea leaves yesterday were signaling that there was a very high probability that Strickland would be, would be fired by the end of the week. So we'll see if that follows through or not. I'm not exactly digging on it, but I did run across that yesterday. Um, he has been there since 2014 and has only had two seasons over 500 in SEC play. 
So it's 2014. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> here's the thing. The A&M-Tennessee um, game went to a rain delay in the ninth inning yesterday, which was, I'm sure for everyone involved, a miserable thing, but it was what it was. And they played the first part of that. They might have played the whole thing. I didn't see it. I, I ran on Aaron. But I watched the first six, seven minutes of the Ole Miss thing, and I saw you talking about how here it's a um, – festive i think is the word you used okay which is right um the following is not a criticism of either Ole miss or georgia or mississippi state it's a it's a statement of, of what i think is fact in georgia on a weekend in the spring there's just other stuff going on the braves you got atlanta an hour away gwinnett county even closer so you got stuff Sure. Uh, Georgia's got a real active bar scene, music scene. I think that's more of their festive part. I just don't think enough people there view a weekend at the baseball park as festive. And if you're going to go to a baseball park, you go to the Battery over in Atlanta and you go see the Braves, as opposed to here and in Startville where there is no major league team and it's just become far more a uh, fabric of um, the social construct of the university. And so I just think I just think it's different and I don't think they care as much. And maybe they should, I don't know, but they don't. And we we say this like if you're a if you're a recruit and you're looking at LSU and Ole Miss and Mississippi State and Arkansas and you go to those games and then you go to Georgia one weekend, it's a stark difference. As opposed to the other four, you're like, yeah, this is cool. This is cool. This is cool. It might be different, but it's really cool. Lots of support. You go to Georgia, and it's like, eh, they don't care as much. And so I don't think they can recruit at the same level. Yeah, they, they enjoyed winning for a decade. So they would kind of come to the park, and they just had all this advantage. Dave Perno did an inconsistent job, but a really good job at the same time. And – it's it's a little chicken of the egg. Yeah, they don't have the environment around their stadium at all um, to kind of make it an event. Um, some of that is the way they're landlocked with land. I mean, I, I, I've talked to some people who said basically they can't do some of the things because of who owns the land right behind it and the, the situations. But at the same time, it's a, it's a dead environment because they don't have the outfield situation that anyone in the league that has an outfield situation has. Um there's not really anywhere for the students to go for the most part. They've got kind of like that house out in the outfield and whatever, but it's just it's sort of weird out there. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a, just a really strange job in lots of positives and positive and negative ways. Um, it still though just sort of boggles my mind that when you have and I get everybody's recruiting that area. I get it. It I mean. The other teams being good that that have been good over the last fifteen years have destroyed Georgia from a recruiting territory because everybody's coming into your area. Right. But at the same time, you got the Hope Scholarship. You have Cobb and Gwinnett Counties right there, and you haven't been to a super regional since two thousand eight. It's yeah. it's phenomenal it, in a it's, way. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. So. But you know, there was a day when Georgia Tech was a kind of a power, yeah. and and that that day has passed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just my theory. I'm not saying I'm yeah, right. I mean, I'm not saying I'm right. I just think it's different. People bring up LSU and close proximity to New Orleans, but Skip Bertman took LSU baseball and made it something. Yeah, sure. And so now it is something. It is a, it is a party there. 
In the same way that it is here, in the same way that it is in Startville, in the same way that it is, look around. It's the programs that win. Fayetteville, Columbia. Yeah, I mean, Arkansas, South Carolina, those those places, a weekend of baseball, people come to town for it. They're not in town and go to it. They come to town for it. Yeah. And all the stuff that's around it, the tailgating, the, the stuff. At LSU, they tailgate before the baseball games. Yeah, sure. In Fayetteville, they tailgate before the baseball games. I mean, you sort of know when you're there. And no, I haven't been to a game since my kids were in school there. But I've been there when there were games going on. You sort of know, hey, a couple, three hours before the game, there's certain areas that if if you're not planning to go to the baseball game, you kind of need to avoid those because you can sort of get stuck. Mm-hmm. It's not like that in Athens. No, no, no. And I haven't been in a while, but I don't think it's changed a ton at the uh, same time. You know, they did some stadium renovations. You know, Foley and Swayze Field, when they were first built, were the exact same plan. Literally, the same stadium. Yeah. Um, Ole Miss has done a much better job with its renovations. Now, part of that is the amount of people it needed. It's a whole different idea and plan. But even what Georgia has done, it's frankly kind of ugly. They haven't done a very good job. They they came to Oxford and researched it for like a week and did all this stuff and then just sort of bombed the the renovation for whatever reason. Um, but, I mean, look, I mean, it's – I don't know why we're talking about Georgia, but it's Wednesday in May, so whatever. Uh, they have the same problem in basketball. I mean, they suck in it too. Yep. They don't – football. That's it. And Olympic sports. But mostly football. Yeah. Yeah. They care about football a lot. So, most Georgia people said, hey – Basketball, baseball can be pretty good, but you got to give up a little in football. No, I'm good. No, no, thanks. I'll, I'll, I'll tough through it. Well, you and I talked about this yesterday, and I think off the air. That there's only so much emotional capacity that one has for sports, for the most part. You know, if you have, if you live in, if you live in, uh, L.A., it's hard to be a diehard Dodgers fan. And a Lakers fan and a Rams fan. Yeah. Kind of got to, you might be a fan of all three, but you're going to pick one that's your thing. I think you can do two if they don't overlap. Yeah. For hardcore, I'm in. And even then, you got to pick. You know, like if it's, if it's April and the Thunder are in the playoffs, it's probably going to get my attention more than the Cubs opening series against the Brewers. Yeah. So I don't know. Just a thought. I, I don't think Georgia's willing to spend the money, but if they wanted to pay a million dollars, I do believe they could hire Dan McDonald. Yeah. Oh, I mean, based on just the quotes that I've read from him, he's ready to get out. Yeah, he's not going to take his dumb. He's not. He's not going to take a crazy pay cut. So, like, he's not going to Alabama, in my opinion. But Georgia wanted to get up in the same area. Meh. Why not? I mean, the resources are the resources. So it's fascinating. I don't know. Just. That was one of my ponderings this morning. I was, uh, was looking at it. But anyway, I don't know. Uh, what You spoke of the Cubs. What about that cat that's like just hitting all the home runs for them? I mean, I know it's going to like phase out, but I mean, did it even get your attention Whoa, over the well, last week? Don't, 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 don't put any shade on Christopher Morrell. He's hitting a lot of home runs. He was runs. literally an average Major League Baseball player last year down to the number, and he's hit, what, nine home runs in 12 games? Something like that. He's on pace to hit 90 home runs in a season. That's good. I, he had I 235 anticip- last year. I anticipate that he will hit 90-plus home runs. He is hitting 367 with nine home runs. Um, Completely revamped his swing. Has a home run in the last five games. Has tremendous power. Um, right now is just on fire. Teams 
will start pitching him inside more, and this will he'll have to adjust to it. Yeah. But right now, teams are making mistakes and letting him get his arms extended. And he's not only – his home runs, if you go look up his, the analytics on his home runs, these are not little bloops. Not cheap ones. He's, his exit velocity is pretty strong. Since 1900, only one player has been had a hotter 12-game start via home runs. Mike Schmidt hitting 11 in 1976. I anticipate that he will have a career that resembles Schmidt's. <laughs> Did you see this on The Athletic this morning about this playing card? Did you read this? No. I, anyone who considers... Anything but take the money now. I, I can't get behind you at all, and I don't really want, much, want you making decisions for me. So here we go. An Ohio card collector pulled an autograph superfractor card, a literally one-of-a-kind card. I know nothing about playing cards, but take my word for it. It's yeah, one-of-a-kind. Sure. Of Drew Jones, the Diamondbacks prospect, yes. Andrew Jones' kid. Yes. Has some pedigree to him. Yes. Sure. I get it. Card dealer made the lucky winner an offer. Hand over the card immediately. And I'll pay you $250,000. Done. Keep the card and get $1 million if he makes the Hall of Fame. Give me my 250 Here's the card. Here's, I, I, all I have to do to get a quarter million dollars is hand you a card. Yeah. Done. And then you get a million if you've kept the card and he made the Hall of Fame. Hey, that's freaking hard. His dad says hello. Two. I mean, he could blow an ACL. He could break a leg. Even if you knew he was going to, two fifty now is worth more than a million in twenty years. Well, he's got to play. He's got to play fifteen years, and then he's got to wait. And then he's got to wait five. That's my point. And that's if he's a first ballot. It's twenty years. This no, is no. stupid. Easy. We're still waiting on the winner's decision. <laughs> what? I mean, my decision would have been here. Give me my money. I'm out. Peace. Never been happier. Yeah, well, I, I didn't want a drawing for a playing card. I want a drawing for $250,000. That's what I want a drawing for. Give me my money. Yeah, I mean, as, as Hardman says, the time value of money principle says take the money even if you knew that was going to be the case. There's no argument for weight. No. I mean, if it were like $5 million, I guess you'd think about it, but I'd still take the money. It's hard to make the Hall of Fame. Do you know how many really good players don't make the Hall of Fame? A lot. I mean, his dad was a beast. And because he didn't, because he kept playing and had bad years at the end, mm -hmm. it just hurt him. If Andrew Jones retires in the prime, he's in the Hall of Fame today. Probably so. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think it's. It's just so hard to make the Hall of Fame. I just read that the guy hadn't decided on it. Take your money, run mm -hmm. to the nearest whatever you want to, whatever you want to do. So yeah, Sammy, never send any more of those Gideon's cookies, man. Don't don't ever do that again. That was that was I had to beg Carson to eat those things. There's a reason the line is like hours, literally. You, you like you've literally stand in line hours. To get them, yeah, I, I, I'm terrified of those things. Didn't save any for you know. I, I got, got I, Disney deal here. You couldn't hand them, a few over. I got them out. Uh, I got them out of the house. Um, two hundred fifty thousand dollars just buy a lot of Gideon's cookies. It's true, Sammy. 
Uh, let's see. We got questions in a second. Let's see anything else from uh, yesterday? Is it in? We won six Celtics Heat. Won six. Uh, it's hard to say at this point, but Boston played really well last night. They heard a lot of stuff for two days, and they responded. Now, got to do it again, and then again, and again. And Miami just needs I mean, I'm not going there night. yet. But if you win five, it starts. Oh, sure. Game six gets interesting. Now, the Celtics putting four games in a row without looking like they don't care or homeless. Sure. Is but the problem. They, they've yet to do it. Because they are the best team, but they will. Yeah. Most talented team. Sorry. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, I, I, if you told me there's a Saturday night game six, Denver goes, yes, sir. Keep playing. If I'm Denver, I hope the damn thing goes seven. Oh, well, I mean, just keep playing. Because they have at least a week off. Yeah. At least. Get, well, game game one of the finals is. It's set no matter what. June 1st. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So we already know. It didn't depend on if they finish early or not uh-huh. or anything. Nope. Okay. Nope. So Denver's off for a full week. That's going to be their challenge. Like, so that's not necessarily good, is it? I mean, it's, everybody's healthy, though. They'll, they'll be locked in. But no, I mean, you got to control how you practice and what you do over the next few days. Can't prepare for anybody yet. But I'm sure the coaching staff's putting plans together for both teams. Right now, you're putting most of your focus on the heat, and you've got a couple of guys on the staff yeah, there sure. doing some Celtic stuff. If it's Heat or Celtics, what's your early nuggets and how many? If it's Heat, I I, I like I like Nuggets in six. If it's Celtics, I kind of like Nuggets in six. I I, I just yeah, the, the Nuggets are going to win the series either way. Six games, five. If you told me it was Nuggets in five, I totally buy it. It's time. They're there. It's the part of the Lakers conversation yesterday that not enough people nationally got is that if you watch enough NBA, the Nuggets looked like a team that had arrived. And it's followed the path that so many teams follow. Yep, they, you get beat, and you struggle, and you get to they got to the finals in the bubble, I mean the semifinals in the bubble. Yeah. but They broke through. Yeah. They finally are there. They took the Lakers' best shots. The Lakers didn't have enough. Bottom is he a pretty good coach? Yeah, Nuggets guy? Oh, really good coach. Michael Malone, really good coach. Yeah. Where was he before? Sacramento. They fired him oh, in Sacramento really? for not winning quickly enough. He was actually starting to win there. So had they kept him, he would have done similar things to what they did this year, probably. Probably, but organizationally, the time at least, and probably still today, the Kings not known for great management <laughs> decisions. No. Uh, and the Nuggets have made some really good decisions. They've been very patient. Mm-hmm. The Nuggets have kind of followed the patient blueprint that is hard to follow, and most teams don't. Yeah, Most teams don't, like the – um, it's going to be the challenge for like the Grizzlies, for the Thunder. You there's a there's a path and you follow it. And it's hard because it there's not a lot of instant gratification in it. Mm-hmm. We'll get to your questions here uh, after the break. For that, to you, but spring is here. And it's time to refresh your outdoor spaces, Heavenly Sunshine Property Services, your go-to professional power washing from your home's exterior and sidewalks to your deck and patio. The team has the experience and equipment. To get the job done right with their advanced power washing techniques and attention to detail, they can remove dirt, grime, and mildew to reveal a fresh and clean surface. Heavenly Sunshine Property Services has been serving the Mid-South for over four decades. The full-service commercial and residential property maintenance includes power washing, soft wash roof applications, facade cleaning, and window cleaning. So contact Heavenly Sunshine Property Services today 
and enjoy a brighter, cleaner outdoor living space. The website is heavenlysunshine.com or give Sandy a call at 662-342-1203 to book your free estimate. Use the code MPW10 for a 10% discount. Yeah, and I'm answering the question. I gave it to Carson and his friends. I, I, he had a bunch of friends over. I'm like, y'all eat this. Get it, get it the hell out of the house. I, it wasn't going to make the weekend. I just know I know my weaknesses. That stuff can't be in my house. Just can't can't be there. Uh, our next sponsor is Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, sustained energy, immune system support, and I hate taking pills. I take AG1 every afternoon to break my fast. I love knowing I'm doing something good for my body, giving my body the nutrition it craves, and covering my nutritional bases. Covering my nutritional bases for the day literally couldn't be easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. I just mix one small scoop of AG1 with water and drink it first thing each morning. Done. I also like that it costs less than $3 a day. It's pretty good if you ask me. It's a really effective way uh, to bat uh, effective daily habit with the uh, highest quality sourced ingredients. It's a win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash MPW. That's athleticgreens.com slash MPW. Check it out. Are you vacationing on Florida's Emerald Coast this summer, whether you're staying on 30A or Pensacola Beach or anywhere in between? Check out Captain Lee Comerford with Salty Lab Charters. Licensed and insured, he offers custom excursions such as dolphin watching along Destin Beaches, Crab Island, sandbar experiences, sunset cruises, echo tours, and much more. He's an Ole Miss grad, an Air Force veteran. More than 30 years of boating experience along Florida's Emerald Coast. All trips are private to your group, so check them out on Instagram or book today at saltylabcharters.com. Please use the code REBELGROVE20 to uh, save 20%. Code is uh, valid until the end of this month. It can be applied to any charter booked in 2025. Lake Hill Motors in Corinth, Mississippi is a family-owned dealership in operation for more than 60 years, has a service department with more than 100 years of combined experience. When another dealer can't repair something, the manufacturer usually has it sent to Lake Hill Motors. So if you're looking for motorcycles, four-wheelers, side-by-side scooters, generators, wave runners, lawnmowers, compact tractors, and more, Lake Hill has it from Honda, Yamaha, Bobcat, Hyson, KO, and other name brands. Contact Michael McCullough in Corinth at 662-871-6918. Or visit him in person at 2003 Highway 72 East Annex in Corinth. Mention that you heard about it on the podcast and your first oil change on your new purchase is free. Walk-On's Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with a taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, and voodoo shrimp. Enjoy fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads. All in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Order online at walkons.com or on the convenient Walk-Ons app. If you're visiting Oxford or Jackson, please stop by the Oxford or Ridgeland locations and tell them you appreciate them sponsoring MPW. Podcast also brought to you by Prime Shrimp. PrimeShrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. They ship directly to your door. If you're in the 10 minutes, freezer to plate. A lot of great offerings, including your own style barbecue. Their signature, two of my favorites that are very versatile. You can go on a lot of different things. You can have them for lunch. 
a snack, go for salads, make full meals out of them as well, depending on the flavor that you most like. And remember, if you're in Mississippi, Louisiana, or Alabama, Rouse's Markets, they are available there. But if you get them shipped to you, use code RG. Use code RG. Buy five pouches or more, 25% off there with Prime Shrimp. So with code RG, you can get 25% off primeshrimp.com. <clears throat> I uh, was contemplating, I, I meant to start with this, because I don't think I, I, I said it. We were talking yesterday about you know, and I guess over the last week, you know, there's never really going to be appointment viewing for TV anymore. I mean, I've got, there's three or four threads on succession on the board that I'm kind of avoiding until I catch up on this last episode that I haven't watched yet the last few days. Um, but I stumbled across, I guess yesterday, I don't know if it was an anniversary. I don't know why they brought it up, but the episode of Dallas, that was the who shot JR episode from 1980 Mm -hmm. of American TVs that were on that night, 76%. We're on that show. They had a Our, 76 voice. share of TVs that were on. It's Think all, about that. It's all anybody talked about the whole summer. It was a entire. It's, it's, I mean, it's, I, to, it's a different country from a from a social standpoint today than it was then. I mean, I'm just. It was like. I mean, I'm 39, and I can't even. I, I can't function that in my head. Yeah, I mean, I remember it. You couldn't wait to find out. Everybody had a theory. But you didn't find... I was 10. You didn't find out in the season premiere, did you? No. It was I, on over into the season. I don't remember. I just remember everybody being excited. That I Dallas watched the clip on, on YouTube this morning of when you found out. I was just curious. It was a conversation poolside as JR was in a wheelchair and the two female actresses was, told you. It was Lucy and... and Sue Ellen Sue and Ellen. Kristen, maybe. Yeah, or I don't know. There Kristen was... Shepherd, I believe, was the character's name. I may have had some crushes on some of those actresses from Dallas. Sure. So you had Dallas, and then that Lucy, Lucy was somebody. Her last name was Hilton, I think. Really? Yeah, I can't remember. So you had Dallas, and that spun off into Knots Landing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I didn't continue on at that point. You were done then. So. I just thought about that. It went seventy six percent. Like I, that's not Super Bowl. Like that's that's a number that's because like what's the most watched TV show of all time? It's the Mash finale, right? I think so. Isn't that correct? I think that's right. The Cheers finale was big. Got a big number, but I think Mash. I think Mash is the record setter. Really? Yeah. And I get you didn't have a lot of channels, a lot of whatever. But oh, no, you, you had the three networks, PBS. Shoot, man it. 1980, that might have been all you had. You had four. So anything on those channels is overtaking your entire social. Yeah, you had four channels, and you had like the the TV Guide channel. They just told you what was on? Yeah, it was like a local access thing that would give you like, here's what's happening in Ruston Parks and Rec. You could get a 28... Channel cable program in 1980. Okay. It looks like. Now, how many people had that? That's a whole different. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I can't remember when TBS and WGN and some CNN of CNN the... started in 80. Okay. So you would have had. Yep. Whatever that looks like. TBS may have been there by then. I can't remember. It was around that time. WTBS, WGN. Oh, actually, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe CBS, CNN was 90. 
Um, MTV was 81. No, CNN, because I remember watching the attempted assassination of Reagan coverage on CNN. TBS was 76. HBO was 72. Anyway, I'm stopping. I just was pointing out yesterday something has just completely changed and the way it's so different than it Charlene Hilton. Yeah. Charlene Hilton. Oh, I remember her. Do you? Oh, yeah. What night did Dallas come on? It was Friday night. Was it Friday night? Mm-hmm. I think so. Pretty positive. Oh, so it competed that way. Really? Pretty sure it was a Friday night. Dukes of Hazard was Friday night. The Love Boat was Friday night. Fantasy Island. Different world, man. Different world. <laughs> just a different, just a totally different world. Good and bad. Yeah, sure. It's crazy. I just, I, I'm. I mean, I remember having to get up and turn the channel I mean, on the thing. We, we we didn't lay around and look at our phones all day. You had no phone. We got out and played in the neighborhood. Well, brain development wise, now. I mean, we did. We got out. There's a win to that. I mean, I lived in a neighborhood that was mostly boys, and just about every summer was the same. We would start out playing baseball till we broke a window. Then that was that. Then we'd go to wiffle ball. And over the course of the summer, we kept adding electrical tape to the ball. And by the end of the summer, the wiffle ball was essentially a baseball. Hard as a rock. It was hard. And we would play wiffle ball all day. Imitating batting stances. You'd know everybody's stance and oh, their yeah. stats and, and the whole and deal. The, the and best thing would be when another neighborhood would drop off a bunch of kids and we'd play neighborhood versus neighborhood. Sandlot kind that of was, stuff. That was intense. We Literally, <laughs> my, my mother had a bell that she'd ring. Oh, an actual bell. An actual bell. You'd hear the bell, it meant time to go home. But we would play, we would play from... I mean, no joke, 9 in the morning until 8, 15, 8, 30 at night to where you couldn't – the ball was black because it had the black electrical tape on it. So there would come a point where you couldn't see it anymore. Then we stopped. That is just one functionality difference is now, like, if you don't know – because, I mean, I live in a neighborhood with tons of kids. If you don't know where the kids are, you're just sending, like, the text to all the parents going, hey, are they at somebody's house? Mm-hmm. Like, who, who who has the kids right now? Where are they? But Yeah. Yeah, back then, it's like flashing the light and the bell and, like, hey – or, hey, when the street light comes on, you get home. Yeah. Like, that's the rule. That's the we way got on works. our bikes and rode to wherever we were going. How much latitude did you have in that? Like, how far could you go on your bike? I mean, it never got discussed. But I mean, going to town? No. I don't know where you lived, but I mean, yeah, no, was, that, it, that was would, that even feasible? I don't, I mean, I have no That clue. would have been hard. Okay. I mean, I could have. I mean, I could have done it, but I would have had to be on a really busy road to get there. No, I, just, I think we just knew not to do that. We had a trail that we would take to this store called Handy Foods. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I've told you the story before. We would take the trail... And the trail was kind of an adventure because sometimes we saw snakes on the trail. Um, Which it, even back then, young McCready was not a fan. Ter- terrified. Um, but we'd go, we'd go to Handy Foods, which was on a highway. Mm-hmm. But we would go to the back of the store. We'd go in and we'd get ICs or whatever, buy our baseball cards. That's what we did. I mean, it was... I, There's I, a reason why the movie Sandlot is endearing to a generations of people. Yeah, I mean that's what we did. Not exactly that, but close enough. We'd have our 
slushy or icy or whatever and then get back on our bikes and take back to the trail back into our neighborhood and go play because i'm a firm believer that it's not more dangerous today than it was then we just are more aware and people are more sensitive to it yeah i mean it's i like I, I i don't think it is it is less safe for kids today that well, frankly because there's cameras everywhere yeah, if anything, it every was, house has a camera on it now. If anything, it was less safe then. Yeah, but you just didn't think about it. I mean, I did not have heli- helicopter parents. I mean, they were strict. Well, there weren't a lot of helicopter parents. No, back then. I mean, I just knew I had to make good grades, and when it was time to come home, I had I better. You had very clear boundaries. I better get my ass home. And if you go over the boundary now, we got a problem. If the bell rang at eight o'clock, say, that didn't mean eight ten when no, I finish it, up, did it? It didn't mean hey, let's finish this <laughs> inning. It meant this inning is over. <laughs> That's a drop dead. We will see you tomorrow. <laughs> and if the bell rang 4.30, I knew that something bad had happened. Oh. I meant I did not clean my room. You made a mistake at that point. I had left my room in a state of disrepair that was... Premature una- ringing was a problem. That was unacceptable. You heard the bell and I, oh, shit. <laughs> Damn it. Now you're perp walking back. Yeah, well, you know, you perp, right, you're racing back. Got home. But that didn't happen much. <laughs> Sitting in the house all day, that was not an option. Not an option. Not an option. You kicked out to some extent. You just knew you weren't sitting in the house all day unless it was raining or something. And then I kind of learned in my house, you just don't say the word I'm bored. Oh. Bored's not a good Because we'll word. give you something to do. Oh, I'll find something. You want some hockey? There's a yard to rake. Go for it. Well, you, you can clean the house. Here's a here's a bottle of Pledge and a towel. Have at it. Just didn't, words you did not say. It's a book to read. Go read it. And the little Mattel football or baseball or basketball game. Mm-hmm. I was a I was a stud. A little handheld thing? Shoot, man, I could play that thing. I was playing for hours. Y'all seasonal? Wiffle ball, then touch football or whatever? We would play tackle till somebody kind of got hurt, and then we would take, like, tube socks and make flags out of them. Mostly we played flag. Did you? Mm Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. That takes an extra level of than just, hey, touch, whatever. No, we played flag. We would take... Tube socks, those long athletic socks. That has the colored rings around most of them. Yeah, usually. And we'd play flag. Mm -hmm. The pictures of the PE coaches back in the day wearing the short shorts and the tube socks. Yeah. Yeah. That was the... Yeah. Coaches shorts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. sure. Spandex almost Mm -hmm. looking tight things. Made by bike, usually. Oh. Remember that? Bike was a a a company back in the day now. You didn't think anything of it. It's just what coaches did. Mm -hmm. Gotta miss it. <laughs> I mean, in a lot of ways. I mean, I describe my childhood sometimes in Carson's like, yours was more fun than mine. Some truth and to a, that. A lot of truth. Like, we didn't have travel stuff. Like, it was American Legion stuff, but it wasn't like it is now. So, you know, when you played Dixie Youth or whatever, Dixie Boys, when your team played Tuesday night at six o'clock, you were jacked up. You couldn't wait. That was fun. I mean, it was, you know, everybody played. There were 14 teams in the league. 
Every 12-year-old boy in Ruston played baseball, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, you had tons of teams, and you had all-stars. and then Yeah, had- sure, and you knew the all-stars were sort of rigged, but eh, the season, it was fun. Like The playoffs, those were big games. It was intense. Now there's like three teams in the league because everybody else is playing travel ball because everybody's going to grow up to be Jonathan Morrell. Grant says the average person's caught on camera around 23 times a day. I'd buy that. But that's I'd, I'd buy that. Yeah. You walk the neighborhood, you're caught on camera 23 times. That's about right. Ring cams. Yeah. Wherever else. Downtown. I mean, there's cameras. I mean, everywhere. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily make it safer. I just don't know that it makes it more dangerous either. I think it's changed on what could potentially happen, but... yeah. I don't think the kid who lives on wherever off university and drives his rides his bike to the square is any more dangerous today to get grabbed well, than he wouldn't be in 1992. When I was growing up, like in 1982, if a kid got abducted in my neighborhood, unless somebody saw it, well, the cops were going to have a lot harder oh, well, process. If, if a kid gets abducted in this neighborhood, you're tracking. I mean, you're you're going to go to everybody's ring camera first and foremost. And odds are one of the cameras is going to pick something up. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I don't know how we got here, but that's where we are today. All right, so you want to do some uh, questions here? Uh, Yeah, we'll... Uh, First one, we're going to break, come back, do some more. Uh, let's see. So, Big Ben says, y'all said Big Ten would want Georgia Tech for obvious reasons. How much chance is their SEC tries to get Tech back just to keep the Big Ten out of Atlanta in the South? There being desirability on their side, would the SEC even care if Tech's in the Big Ten and would Georgia drop any possible veto? Uh, to a lesser extent, with other Southern ACC schools, not necessarily asking for a source response, just a gut one. Georgia Tech is not going to the SEC for any reason whatsoever. They do not need it in any capacity and no, I don't think Georgia would really care if Georgia Tech went to the Big Ten. No, Georgia would not care if Tech went to the Big Ten. Um, I don't really understand what the Big Ten gets from Tech, if I'm honest. I don't think that's one of their ten best options. I don't either. 
Because if we're doing that footprint thing again, that's an antiquated system today. There's a couple of people on Twitter who very clearly have some inside information about the Big Ten. And I think the Big Ten is about to hit the pause button. Not, not for long now, for about two years. I think they want to see how USC and UCLA impact the uh, landscape of the league and then go from there. I think they'll expand, and I think they'll expand westward again with Washington and Oregon. I think that's that's going to happen. But look, we talked about this yesterday, so it's it's one of these things that's re- repetitive. But how much pie will the networks make? Yeah, and you go, hey, I need a full set for Georgia Tech. And no, you go, nah. no, and now you know maybe some of those ACC teams take less. There's an ACC question coming later. Uh, I will say this about the SEC: I don't think the SEC is all that interested in. I know we're not in footprints anymore. But going coast to coast, spreading. But I, but I don't think the SEC is super interested in Clemson, Florida State. I know people say they are. It's not what I hear. I'm talking to Ryan Brown later this week. He's in Birmingham. He's kind of more connected on this than I am. I think he'll agree with me, but I'll ask. I mean, like Austin says a foothold in Atlanta. I just don't know that Tech gives you a foothold in Atlanta. That's kind of my point is I don't think they haven't. like. It's like going, hey, I got Vanderbilt, so I got Nashville. No, you don't. You got Vanderbilt. There's a difference. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's what the or the Big Ten screwed up. They goes, hey, I'm going to go grab Maryland and Rutgers, and I'm going to get New Jersey and D.C. And No, you didn't. It didn't work like that. You just got schools in those yeah. areas that gave you whatever. I mean, that's it. Sipmade says, are you surprised that more prominent female athletes have not backed Riley Gaines publicly? She seems to have gotten her words out there on bigger stages, and some support has come with that. I just don't see it coming from other athletes. Am I surprised? Uh, yes. Uh, what she is saying is common sense. Um, I had someone ask me yesterday if I was going to ask, you know, coaches at SEC Media Days their thoughts on this. And my response was not probably not because, in my opinion, and Chase, you're free to disagree. Sure, go ahead. I think if anyone is going to stop this deal about biological males competing in female sports, it's going to be women. It's going to be women standing up and saying, this is unacceptable and we will not participate. It is going to require young high school girls. When the boy shows up, a biological male shows up at the track meet, it's going to require the girls to say, we will not compete. Yeah, that's true. Sit down on the starting line and say, not running. That's it. Now, and when you do that, Woke America is going to light you on fire. And are you willing to fight for it? Because here's the thing. If I ask Nick Saban and Kirby Smart and Lane I don't, Kiffin, I don't even think it's relevant to it's them. Not, yeah, because, it's not even that, – that doesn't make sense. Their, their response, that has not impacted my sport. Yeah, that, that, that's Bio- not – Biological females are not going into baseball yeah. and taking scholarships away from Jacob Gonzalez. No, no, no. That's not happening. Kemp Alderman is not going to lose his scholarship or his spot on a minor league roster or ultimately a major league roster to a biological female. No. That's not a political statement. That's an absolute fact. Now, are biological males taking female scholarships away from females? Yes. Yes. There was a girl in California who lost her spot in the state meet to a biological male. 
and, yeah. and, and she has yet to say anything. And I'm sure her feelings are hurt, but at some point you have to be vocal. And if they're not going to be vocal, it's not going to change because the radical left, this has turned into, this is not political. It's just the way it is. The radical left has turned this into a, a, a hill they're willing to die on. As shocking as that is to me. Yeah, because, it, well, I mean, it, it it's it's only, I mean, look, it's a false percentage, surely, but it's only going to grow um, at its current clip. It's growing right now. I, I think the reason, though, to the question is, yeah, you're right. It, it, it's women who have to do this. Uh, a, a, a man has no stake in it enough to have an opinion, frankly. Not an opinion, but a, a stance where they're listening to you to lead it. Um, mm-hmm. Put it that way. Um and frankly, a lot of athletes, the reason why, I mean, I'm not even necessarily that surprised more people have not got behind Riley Gaines because most people are into self-preservation. Sure. It doesn't affect me. I have my spot. When I do this, sure, I guess it's possible that I gain money or exposure, but it's also possible I lose some. So mm-hmm. I go, not my problem. I mean, that's just, that's a world problem in general is, well, hey, I'm. The, it's the deal with the Dodgers you know, right now and that, and not to dive into it all, but there are Dodgers. This was documented yesterday. There are Dodgers, including the most high-profile Dodger, Clayton Kershaw, mm-hmm. and their manager, who are very outward in their Christian Christian faith. Very much. They have a... I'm sure they're offended by the, the video of, of that group making a mockery of the crucifixion. I mean, and so they have a decision to make. Do you Do you stand up and say something? Or do you just swallow it? And make it and and know that it will eventually blow over because there will be a next. That one, and you and I talked about it briefly before we started the show, has not bothered me as much. Um, simply because I'm aware, like I, I know that it's got some sort of not necessarily tongue in cheek, but sort of is their state. Because if we're doing that. We're slippery sloping into basically canceling every Mardi Gras parade. Like we're, we're that, there's a lot of tentacles to that where we go okay. Because here's my problem with that is. If we want everybody to have thicker skin and not be offended, we can't get offended every time something happens. So I, I do think it's like, okay, like, I, I sure. Think, I think where I come from on it is I question, why, why do you have to have all that stuff? You don't have Roman Catholic Church night at the, at the baseball park. You don't, have, question. you don't have, hey, Methodist night. It's Methodist night at Dodger Stadium. Why not just... Hey, the Reds are in town. It's a baseball game. That's all of the DEI stuff bleeding into every part of corporate America. Why not? If you're Bud Light, hey, we sell beer. Well, Bud Light's almost messed up going the other way now. Because once you make the crazy mistake. Yeah, they're, they're putting out a bunch of stuff now. You're like, we sell beer. Like when I was a kid, going back again, Miller Lite. Tastes great. Less filling. Bob Euchre. That was it. Worked. My dad drank Miller Lite. I remember the Miller Lite Steady. cans. I remember the commercials. And I was like, that must work. Miller Lite must be really good. As a kid, I, I, I didn't drink beer when I was 12. But I remember the Miller Lite commercials. That's, I do. That's funny. Why do I remember them? I remember the one with Charlie Waters and, and Dee Dee Lewis in the stands. We don't play football anymore, so now we're at the game. We're enjoying a cold Miller Lite, and they got their binoculars like, oh, look at those moves, and they they show the cheerleaders on the side. I'm like, boy, you couldn't do that today. But I remember those guys because Charlie Waters was like an all-pro when I was 9, 10, 11 years old. 
Uh, All right, real quick, Grind's got a, yeah. a super chat. It says you're given a thousand dollars to place futures on who wins the CFP. Have to pick six teams. The max bet is five hundred. The mini bet is one hundred. Who are your teams and how much? I, I mean, I'd put, I'd put my max bet on Georgia, and then I'd probably put a hundred each on Ohio State, yeah, Alabama, Michigan. I don't know that I need six. Uh, I, I, I might stop there. I don't, and maybe USC with Caleb Williams. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, that's, that's it. That's fair. That's it. Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia, SC. Yeah. Five. I'd put most of my money on Georgia because I just. I actually might go a little higher on SC simply because of that schedule. Yeah, it's true. And let them just get, I get you still got to win the two games. Get to the playoff and maybe something. Give me the out. team that I think is more likely to get there and I'll take my chances later. And then NFL, if I did the same thing, I mean, it's easy. I, I mean, the teams that you'd put money on is Eagles, Chiefs, Bengals. Um, hell, I might stop there. I might put, I might put five hundred on. I might put five hundred on the Bengals and two fifty each on the Chiefs and the Eagles and just let it ride. But I have to pick six teams. Okay. Um, I don't know who my sixth team in college football would be. I, just, I have no idea. Uh, in the NFL, I'd probably go. Are there six teams that could win the Super Bowl? Yeah, NFL, sure. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, I mean, percent. I'd have to, I'd have to really think about it. I don't know. I hadn't gotten that far in the football season at all. Those would be the three that I'd think of. I guess I'd put a little on Buffalo or the Jets, maybe. Um, real quick, by the way, this is worth because what we said a second ago. Uh, I just Google this. Somebody said in the stream, the Dodgers do host a Christian Faith Day every okay. single season. Um, the story that I just pulled up here had uh, the event featured uh, Clayton Kershaw, Kenley Jansen, AJ Pollock, and Dave Roberts all speaking, um, giving okay. testimonies and different things um, following this. So, uh, Adrian Gonzalez used to be a very big proponent of this day. So, yeah, it appears that this is a thing that they do every single okay. season. So just right. pointing it out there, Dodgers uh, do have a – they title it Christian Faith Night is the way they, uh, they they label it. All right, Selena Reb says, do you think we will see individual MLB teams start their own streaming services? Would you pay for the Cubs-only service? What would it have to ex- include also to make it worth it? I would think they would uh, include minor league games and exclusive interviews. Uh, I, I think it's definitely coming. I think Chase agrees with me here. Would I pay for a Cubs only service? Yeah, I'd pay for Marquee to to stream if I could get it as an a la carte, and I wouldn't even have to have the minor league games. If he told me I could just watch the Cubs streaming same broadcast, yeah, sure. If it was baseball, I feel like I would want the minor league games to completely buy into it. I don't know why, but yeah, that's the thought. And, and Marquee already does that. Like you can watch, really? yeah, some of the minor league games. Like, sure. If you're that big of a fan, you're watching. I. But I do think that's what's happening. I think that's where we're going. Okay, yeah. Let me think about that. We'll come back to questions in a second. We'll do that. G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. Two prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. They'll transfer your medications very easily. One call, they take care of the rest. Again, that's 662-236-2222, whether it be in Holly Springs with Tyson Drugs or G&M on South Lamar in Oxford. College Corners, your one-stop rebel shop, two locations in the Jackson area in uh, Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet 
in Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, just go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. We'll have a uh, guest-laden hand-raised guys sometime tomorrow. That's brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, but the same great product, same great people and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or that area, call Southern 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just a dollar. That's right. Every item starts at just one dollar, no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at astock.bid. That's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D or download the app. Name your price. On thousands of items from big name retailers, A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville and Memphis, some in Indiana, and more coming soon that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. Uh, Solutions Rx is a probiotic multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. We've told you about prescription support. They also have all sorts of uh, other supplements, vitamins, things to help you stay healthy to enhance your health. It's solutionsrx.com. Type in the promo code OEP at checkout. Get 10% off your first order. It's graduation season. Dead Soxie has your favorite grad's feet covered. Every journey begins with the first step. Make it count and give your grad premium Dead Soxie socks. Take advantage of 30% off savings or gift a sock subscription that will keep them fresh as they step into their new adventure in style. It's deadsoxy.com. Promo code REBELGROVE for 30% off savings at checkout. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. you got the warm-up patch, the uh, overtime patch, the all-natural ingredients keep you in the game ready for your next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com. Promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Podcast is also brought to you by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. If you're ready for the Grove, join Vaught Hemingway Stadium this fall for the 2023 football season. Order tickets now to participate in the seat selection process. To explore seating options, visit OleMissTix.com or call 662-915-715 now to help lock the vault again. That is OleMissTix.com, 662-915-7159. The problem with the only streaming services is that everybody does it and it was all separate. You'd have no way to just watch the league. I guess you'd still have like. I mean, can I still get the national games? And do I still get any regional sports? Yeah, yeah. Like, what is what does the rest look like? So I think you'd still get. I think you would still have, you know, the games that are on ESPN or Fox or. I always do that. ESPN, Fox, or whatnot. Um, and my guess is that you'd still have the MLB app if you were a fan who just wanted to watch everybody. I don't think you'd have to subscribe. That would have to be more expensive, though, right? It's my guess. Because you're getting everybody, not one. It's my guess. I get it's not times 30, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how that would work. That would be a really interesting conversation, though, to have with Major League Baseball because they know they have a problem right now. These blackout rules that they have are just... Destroyed. Antiquated and so stupid. So stupid. And if you live in the Midwest, which is a large portion of the country... I, big, yeah. I, I mean, there are people that live in, like, Indiana that are blacked out of the Reds, the Cardinals, the Cubs, the White Sox, the the oh. uh the Twins. I think so that could linger in Minnesota. Yeah, it just that's a Kansas City. It's a lot of teams. So if you're a we're Braves, Cardinals, Reds. Braves, Cardinals, Reds. Yeah. Yeah. But man, you 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 live someplace where you're blacked out of eight teams? That's a lot of baseball that you miss. And at some points you go screw it. I'll watch something else. 
That's a problem. It's minimum four games a night. Yeah, that's a that's a problem. If you're a diehard, you're a diehard Cubs fan or or or, or Cardinals fan who lives in central Illinois and you can't watch either one of those teams. Oh, and you can't watch the White Sox. And you black out of the Reds. And at some points you go, this isn't worth it. Carmelo, a first ballot? Yes. Yeah. He's number it's, nine in all-time scoring. It's an easy answer. He is an Olympic stalwart. Um, yes. I mean, an it, international it, basketball star. Yeah. It's the National Basketball Hall of Fame. He's done plenty on multiple levels to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yes. 100%. Yeah. it's Didn't win a title. But is he a Hall of Famer? Yes. If you were to ask his peers, is Carmelo Anthony a first ballot Hall of Famer, it yes. would be 100% yes. I was laughing. Uh, I saw this on Twitter or YouTube or somewhere yesterday. They were asking a bunch of, like, I don't know the ages, like 8 to 11-year-olds probably. Um, when you, in basketball, when you hear the nickname Mellow, who are you talking about? And the number of people that said Mellow Ball. Instead oh. of Carmelo, because oh of the God. ages, the differences. Yeah. Like occasionally, one of them, like the you know kid that's a little older, we get offended. Be like, what the hell are you talking about, Carmelo? Like yeah. whatever. But the young kids, like, oh, Mellow Ball. Yeah. And it's like, no. If you hear Mellow, that's Carmelo Anthony. That's, yeah. That's that's wild. Yeah, it was really funny. It was just the the young kids had no clue. It's it's it, it shows you. It's like when schools and kids are picking. You go, hey, well, yeah, but that title back in 06, It's like that no, kid no, has no 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 understanding of that no. at all. No no. Uh, North Tampa Rebel says, what do you see happening first? The ACC breaking up or revenue sharing with players? The ACC breaking up. Easy. Revenue sharing is so complicated in so many ways. Man, you talk about a slippery slope. I mean, the It's slickest. where everybody keeps talking about unions and employees. The, <laughs> the amount of money that would be necessary for just employee <laughs> expenses to make athletes employees would bankrupt the place. It doesn't work. Revenue sharing is a double black diamond on a super icy day. It's not a slippery slope. You'll f you're flying down a mountain. Oh, and you're going to crash. It's just a matter of how big the mountain is. Unless you are one hell of an accomplished skier. And most of the people running these athletic departments are not, and they'll tell you that. Uh, Deuce McCluster 22 says a couple of years ago, Steve Robertson <laughs> challenged you and the rest of the beat to a basketball he game did. versus them. What was your initial reaction to that? Uh, mine was no God. No. What's funny about that when he did it is. And look to his credit, Steve's pretty good about this is finding like some positive to hook on. So when you don't want to do it, it makes you look like an asshole because it was all built around charity. Right. So right. then it's like, oh, you don't want to help the kids? It's like, no, I don't want to play a basketball game with you. Well, I think I remember. Would you like to do a telethon? Like, okay, we'll play. Well, I like, think I remember saying, hey, if, if this is really about charity, sure, we'll start a GoFundMe. Yeah, we'll. we'll Absolutely. We'll do a podcast-a-thon or something. Absolutely. Feel free. But no, you know, I'm not we'll, playing basketball We'll get on you. here on a Thursday night and, yeah. and, and, and start a stream, and all the proceeds go to that. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Am I playing basketball? And <laughs> No. Because it was like Hattiesburg or something too, right? Yeah, on a Sunday he night. He had a chef involved. I think it was Robert St. John. Like he had some. Well, and who was coming to that? Ten people? Who's coming to watch a bunch of sports writers play a basketball game? Well, and, and I'm blowing out my Achilles in that. And when most people either hate us or hate him, so you're not coming to see both. Like I had, 
it's great to me. I don't use names because I feel like I'm making fun, but I'm really not. Like I had a during my book tour stuff, I had a bookstore owner. It goes, oh, I tell you, it would be great. It'd be getting you and Steve in here together. And I went, no, it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's the opposite of what you think. Nobody yeah. shows because they don't give a shit about the other person. Right. Oh, you're mingling with them? No, I'm no, out. Out. Yeah. Peace. Uh, he says, to get through these long, boring summer months of repetitive pod talk, I think one day a week you and Chase should randomly pick a movie suggested by subscribers to watch and discuss. It, it's probably a really good idea. We've tried it. Some of the problem is getting the right movie, and it's really hard. And here's the other problem, and Chase is a lot better at this than I am. I just sometimes have a hard time sitting down for two hours and watching a movie. Well, and it also requires a bit, because, I mean, we're – and when we've done this in the past and when we do this, we're playing off the rewatchables by Bill Simmons, his podcast. You need a good bit of pop culture knowledge to mingle in with right. it. And it's not I can strength. do that on some movies, but I don't have a huge library of that where I go, well, that's really interesting because this actress and this actor and then whatever. And the number of movies where Neil and I are both well-versed in that is probably pretty small. Well, I mean, you're being kind right oh. now. The number of movies that I'm versed in, period, are just small. Oh. I'm not a pop culture guy at all. But yes, next Thursday, we're going to start. We're going to start with Boyhood. Um, <laughs> we're going to watch it on Tuesday. We'll spend an hour and a half detailing every scene and, and segment of... Uh, and then what we'll do is on that- Friday, <laughs> we, will, we will simulcast my therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we'll do. And then Saturday, we'll... <laughs> But we'll, I mean, we'll look, show me curled up in the bed. But we noon. probably could do some dumb stuff like Major League, a movie we just like. Yeah, and sure. We'll play with it for forty-five minutes, yeah. something along that line, like light, just yeah, yeah, real. It's it's not a terrible idea at all. It's actually a good idea. It's the just, Office for a day. I mean, yeah, you know that kind of thing's not. It's just the movies have to be very very select at that point. J C H M C L O nine. Um, says Shohei Otani is and has been doing things that no one has done since Babe Ruth. That being said, the Angels are a mediocre team and organization. The three teams that seem to be likely destinations are the Dodgers, Red Sox, and Yankees. Uh, Dodgers are loaded with prospects and a lot of money. Boston and New York can and will outbid for Otani, but don't seem to have many prospects to throw into a trade. One would think the Angels will have to make a trade because if they don't, they will get nothing for him after the season when he goes into free agency. That's true. Now, you are the Dodgers GM. Do you make a trade before the deadline and give up so much realizing that you will have to do a $600 million deal after the season and battle New York and Boston, or do you pass on a trade now and wait for free agency? Oh, that's a good question. So the question would be, if you're the Dodgers, is it worth giving up the prospect hall that you would have to give up to to get the Angels to trade him up the highway for the last two months of the season? And if I'm the Angels, the Dodgers have to overpay. If I'm the Angels and I'm trading Shohei Otani, oh, you. it's one thing if I trade him to New York where I don't have to deal with that and I just have to take the local beating. It's another thing where if I trade him up the highway. Because the paper the next day is. Ugh. Well, and then yeah. every time he does something, he does it for the Dodgers right up the road. And I tell my fans, we don't really care about you. It has to be a trade that I go, by God, this franchise is coming now because would, of this. It would have to be a trade that that makes no sense for the Dodgers. That Jason Stark and Ken Rosenthal would be like, oh, my God, the Dodgers gave up that much, and that's not going to happen. So I think if I'm the Dodgers, I just hang tight. I make my big offer in the offseason. The Otani thing is going to be really fascinating because there are a couple of teams that are probably looking at this and going, you know what, It's we got to go all in on him. 
And if you're the Dodgers at some point, there is a breaking point financially. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. The Yankees already have a massive payroll. The Red Sox committed a ton of money to a couple of guys. They could go all in on Otani and get a lot of their fans back. Otani is completely worth it. He is also a hell of a gamble. Well, here's because he's worth two players, but it's not two players. You get him hurt, and you just got two players hurt. Yes. Well, and and I'm pulling up the 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 stats, and he's a great, great player. I mean, I love him. I mean, he's he's easily my favorite player in, in in baseball. It's not even close. He's probably my favorite player in baseball since I was a kid and I was a Ryan Sandberg fan. Oh, wow. I mean, he's that. I mean, I, I love the guy. I think everything about him is cool. I watched him eating Funyuns the other day. They're 27 and 23. They're four games out. So right now, trading him is not, not even a thought. But that's the thing. With Shohei Otani and with Mike Trout, they're a 500-ish club. They haven't won big. Baseball's a different animal. The Dodgers, meanwhile, are 31 and 19. A game and a half over Arizona. You mentioned the the Yankees. The Yankees, 30 and 20, five games out in the in the uh, East. The entire AL East is better than the entire AL Central. Yeah, Boston's 26 and 23. Toronto in last place, 26 and 23. If you put Toronto in the National League Central, they would be one half game behind Milwaukee. For they'd first. be tied in the AL Central, right? With the Twins. Now, the Twins may have won last night. Going into yesterday, they would have been tied with Minnesota to leading the Central. Uh, they would be ahead of Minnesota by go. one game in the AL Central. There you go. Baltimore's 31-17. and 17. Yeah. Three games out. The most fun AL team. Baltimore would be the number one team in the National League. Mm-hmm. That Braves-Orioles series was really was good entertainment. It was something else. It's Jimmy Butler, the illegitimate son of Michael Jordan. I know that's a Twitter thing, but come on. They've deep dove on it. You ever, you ever went down the rabbit, the, I, the Reddit? I've not gone down. Rabbit hole? It's, I mean, look, I, I know nothing. I'm just kind of clowning. But It's one of those things that you either are or you aren't, and I'm, I, I'd have to gamble that he's not. Well, of course. I mean, the odds are yeah, the, the, infinitesimal. <laughs> tessinal. But, but now I'll probably spend the day oh, doing go, it. Go check it out. Go down the hole come back. Yeah. Borek C says order of departure from Ole Miss: Bianco, Beard, Ooh. Kiffin, Golding, Carter. Okay, let me think about it. All right, Carter's here the longest. Yeah, because Keith gets at least one more football hire all oh, the way through. Oh, sure, at least. I mean, like even if everything went to hell in a handbasket, is Golding and Kiffin here the same length? <laughs> all right. I realize these are famous last words, but hasn't Kiffin hit, hit a point where with the contract and everything that leaving is going to be so problematic for him? Where, where does he go? I mean, where does he go? Someone says the NFL. The NFL is not hiring Lane Kiffins right now. They're not hiring college coaches. They're hiring coordinators from one side of the ball. That's what's winning in the NFL. Oh, God. Um, now, I do believe one of the reasons that Golding came here was because he believed that if he did a really good job and Lane left, in the conversation. that he would be at the forefront of the conversation to replace Lane. Yes. I don't know that, but I believe it. 
Bianco or Beard? I think. Ooh. See, I don't. I don't know how many places Beard's really damn good. I mean, keeping Beard is going to be hard. But he's got to win first. But he's got to win. And I think, and I could be wrong. I hate this question. It's a great question because I hate it's it. It's a great question. My, What I hear in him is a ton of gratitude. Look, I wouldn't put a dollar on this. A okay. dollar. I'm going to put you on the spot. Ole, Ole Miss goes 8-22 and 22 in baseball next I year. I know. Mike, I know where you're going. Does Mike get another year after that? How much grace does a championship grant you? I think so. I think one more would have to really fix it. Not saying Ole Miss is going to go that bad. I'm just saying if. We're playing an if game. Look, Lane is a complete wild card. He could leave in two weeks. None of us freaking know. Sure. But the kind of jobs that Lane would leave for. Bianco, Beard, Golden, Kiffin, Keith. think I agree. And I might take Golding and move him under. I don't know. I'm, I think that's where I'm going. I, I think you're right. I think that's fair. There's a part of me that thinks, <laughs> there's a part of me that thinks Beard's here longer than people think he is. Well, what happened with Lane? I mean, he had only where he is. The one college job that I think would tempt him right away, I don't think is coming open anytime soon. Uh, political quick, after the break. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Northeast Spark, N E S P A R C, service people across rural communities, two packages the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world class broadband. That's NESpark.com, 662 238 3159, phone service, parental controls, network security, a wireless mesh extender for those who need the extra help, and more. So, again, that's 662 238 ACS is owned by my friend Clay McNutt, Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider, a Rockwell automation recognized system integrator. They have a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop and much, much more. It's ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. Still have a few weeks left to go visit our friends at Lamons, Fine Jewelry, and Oxford, 1126 North Lamar Boulevard. They've been the gold standard for three quarters of a century here in Oxford. So if you're uh, thinking about holiday gifts and you normally shop at Lamons like me, uh, now would be the time to go. It's LamonsFindJewelry.com or 662-234-2777. Uh, don't forget, if you are interested in having your 401k plan um, kind of checked out, you want a benchmarking and analysis of it, get in touch with my friends at Pinnacle. It's MyPinWealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N-Wealth.com. Also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Just get in touch with John. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He's going to give you options to make your trip a special one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. I know uh, baseball season is over, but it doesn't mean you can't come to Oxford and hang out for a weekend and make OPA a part of your stay. Fabulous food. Great craft libations. It's Oxford's newest Greek restaurant on the square. This mailbag brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtor, serving you for all of your real real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. 
Service specialist staffing and recruiting agency connects great job opportunities to candidates. They've been doing it since 1967. We've told you about if you're on the job hunt. But don't forget, if your company is looking for quality, hard-to-find talent, service specialists can help. Keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. So you've got nothing to lose. Give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. And get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile from routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign. Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. Schedule your appointment today or take the first step towards a better version of yourself at CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails. So much offered at Southern Traditions. Horseback riding offerings. It's a great venue for uh, events and get-togethers as well. So get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Political commenter, do you think the playoffs is beginning the beginning of a parody era? In the NBA, is the uh, seven and eight seeds are the conference finals, and an eight seed appears destined for the finals, or is this an outlier? I think it's more of an outlier than it is a, a, a beginning of a parody era. It's uh, now it's great for the NBA that a play-in team is doing this. Yeah, yeah, because sure. it, it makes us focus on the play-in more moving forward. Sure, absolutely. Um, you know, and the Lakers were a play-in team, and and they they made it to the Western Conference Finals. Um, I, I do think there is more parity. I do think it probably does tell more teams, hey, you don't have to bust your ass for the four. Let's, you're better off being healthy. Um, you're better off resting some guys. Uh, although the NBA is fighting that with some of the, the new rules um, that are, that are going to come out in this new CBA. But I, I, I think it's a little bit of both. Denver was the one seed the whole year in the West. Uh, and they're 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 – appear headed there boston was a top three in the east the entire time there are a bunch of good organizations right now that's that's the part there's a lot of great players and there are a lot of really good organizations uh chat reb says i saw where there was an nlrb lawsuit against usc last week in hopes of rekindling the unionization of college athletics again uh he says, while it may fix a few issues, there are too many other problems that unionization of college sports would create, in my humble opinion. Where do you see this going? I agree with you. I think Chase was nodding his head yes. Uh, it's, it, 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 for the same reasons that they're not making them employees, they're not going to unionize. You, If you let the children in the room get that, you're opening up the end of the sport. I mean, it just it doesn't work in any reasonable business sense at all. There are people in athletic programs that, if they're listening to this again, because they're, they're again, screaming, "Hell no!" It's where we are in the sport anyway. It's going, "Hey, you guys have every bit of the liability," and then you're giving away. It's like it makes no sense. Like right. there's no liability on the kids ever. Nope. So you can't give them everything if they have no liability. That's one hundred and one. I mean, r- literally leverage here, people. Yeah. The, the wide receiver from Texas A&M who came here for a, a cup of Chris coffee. Marshall. Yeah, he walks out with, I don't know, $100,000 maybe. Nobody's – there's no there's no claim on it. <laughs> I mean – Whatever it, he had gotten to date is his. Yeah, it's just – it's not the way the world works. 
Yeah. Um, Multi-part question mm-hmm. here. Is Greg Maddox the right-handed pitcher goat? If not, who is? And why do you think Tony Gwynn had such an abnormal amount of success versus Maddox? Gwynn faced Maddox 107 times more than any other pitcher. He batted 415, <laughs> 476, 521 against the four-time Cy Young winner and Hall of Famer. Well, number one, Tony Gwynn. He's, maybe, he's, here's what's sad. Tony Gwynn is going to go down as the most underrated player in Major League Baseball history because he didn't have the crazy home runs. Yeah. So as the future goes, I think people aren't going to appreciate the level of hitter that Tony Gwynn was. God, his swing was Which gorgeous. is it was maybe the best ever. Yeah, I mean, maybe the best hitter since Ted Williams. Well, that was my point is when we say that, we still, how many ever years later, 80 years later, go Ted Williams. Oh, yeah, Ted, 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 Ted. Mr. Williams will let you know when it's a strike. All the jokes and the mm-hmm. stories and all the stuff. There's a reason he was a really good fighter pilot. Um, but... Tony Gwynn is that guy for that era, and I don't. I think he gets lost a little for outside of really non-baseball people. Here's why I think he hit Maddox so well. Maddox was a guy who pounded the strike zone in a yeah. way that umpires. This was before Q zone. Mm-hmm. Maddox would get the umpire into the habit of calling strikes, and he would slowly get that inside corner. Off the inside corner, yeah. off the expand, outside corner, expand, except expand. when a guy like Gwynn was at the plate. Because he has the same reverence. Because the umpires, if Tony Gwynn didn't swing at a ball, <laughs> the umpire thought, well, it probably wasn't a strike. Yeah. Like, I wonder if you put Q zone in, how many non strikes did Tony Gwynn ever swing at? The number's probably like three. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, he was that generation. I mean, what I alluded to is there's a story going around like Ted Williams, there was a rookie picture pitcher and he wasn't getting a couple calls on Williams and he starts griping and the umpire goes, Mr. Williams will let you know when it's a strike. Yeah. Well, so I can't remember. Like it, it, no, I it don't. John Smoltz was talking about this the other day and I can't remember. I saw this clip. This was, this was, he said, Gwen, his combined numbers against Pedro Martinez. Yeah. Smoltz. I think it was Tom Glavin and Maddox and Greg Maddox. Yeah. They combined those four dudes. And those, were, and those were dudes now. People don't. Yeah. When Pedro was on, Pedro was the GOAT. Pedro was the best pitcher of my lifetime at his best. For about eight years. When those dudes were on, nobody hit them. Mm-hmm. They combined to strike out Tony Gwynn. It's like three times? I think it was three times. It was hundreds of at bats. Maddox never struck him out. Yeah. And I think he said Glavin never struck him out. You mean left handed hitters struck out against Tom Glavin? Yeah, I mean, dudes, major leagues, those guys would make major league hitters look so bad. Not Tony Gwynn. Yeah. Uh, no update on Spencer Sanders that I'm aware of. I, I mean, we're, we're we're in a holding pattern here, guys. We'll see where it goes. I got nothing. Um, last best fast food. Last place. and best. Last and best fast food place. Um. I I know it's sacrilege. I I can't stand McDonald's. I I just I literally give me any other fast food than McDonald's. I don't know that I've had it in ten years. That's since people here they grape the community. I don't mean anything about people. Right, but right, right, the right, actual right. food is. Mm, I'm no. I don't really eat fast food anymore. Um, I know. I, I just don't. I'm, I, I don't. The the last. I had we were coming back from Clinton, and I think we stopped at Chick Fil A, and I just got the grilled nuggets. I like the. I know this is crazy because it's only a chicken place, but you can you can get a little bit of variety at Chick Fil A. That's good. It's fine. Um, 
steak and shake alike. Um, I don't know. I, I don't eat a lot of fast food, but there's there's if you're smart about ordering and looking at the menu, you can find some pretty good stuff. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, but McDonald's is by far my least favorite. I prefer Wendy's to McDonald's. I haven't had Burger King in literally 20 years, so I have no way to compare that at all. Um, and, I'm, and I'm not adding in fast casual or sandwich places. I feel like it's got to be chicken or burger to count as fast food the okay. way we're intending. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know how to... A Jersey Mike's or, you know, or frankly, even like... Like, if you call into Nukes on yeah, your way... No, that that's fast count. casual. That doesn't okay. count. That's a different level. Because um, that's like what I do. Like, I'm not counting Nukes or OBs or anything like that. Like when we drive to Fayetteville, I usually we usually call into the, the Nukes and Conway and just pick it up on the road. Okay. Yeah, I'm not counting that. That's a different category. Online order, whatever. Yeah, yeah, no. Because I'm, I'm hesitant to even count like Shake Shack or Five Guys. Oh, okay. Like, yes, but. Like, I feel like it's almost got to be, no, like, you're driving through and you're doing Sonic or something along those lines. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's that. see. Um, enjoyed our conversation about Keon Coleman. This is from Rebel Psychologist. Uh, do you think let's see uh, do you think college programs will have to dedicate more staff exclusively to scouting and researching players at non-power five conferences yes that's already happening uh secondly i know this would never happen but what do you think of possibly having teams who get someone in the transfer portal having to pay some form of monetary compensation to the program the player is coming from no zero zero chance again it's I don't necessarily like that anyway, but that is the problem. We have to do something to make it leveraged out some other way. I mean, this this we're we're letting letting it run wild right now. All right, last one. Uh, this is from W A M F O M. In the event that a super conference is formed, and part of that would be the dropping of the SEC and Big Ten brands. You've already lost me. Um, I would assume that rule would be as Ole Miss fans. Look, here's the thing. There's not going to be one super conference. I think we already see where this is kind of shaping up. It's going to be the the SEC, the Big Ten, and then there's going to be a couple of other leagues that have some teeth. We're going to go to a 16 team playoff. That's where we're headed. Headed to 16 teams. 12 is the is the stopping is the is a stopping point. Yeah, we'll go to 16. He says, I guess my question is, but Ole Miss or State need to worry about being left out of a 30 team league? Nope, you're in it. You're in the league. Yeah, you're in the league. You're in the league. Thank Hume and, and, and look, prayers. Look, for whatever reason, Pat Forty and maybe a couple others have an absolute thing for Mississippi. And they go after Ole Miss. That is interesting because they don't do it to the shit teams in the Big Ten or somebody. Like They don't go, you know, Illinois, what are they really doing? Right. Because they don't, nothing. No, Ole Miss and State are much more valuable than Illinois. No, they never God's go. Sake. Indiana, you know, I mean, I get it that Bobby Knight won big. But since then, and football, no, it doesn't happen. No, it's only this. It never picks on Vanderbilt. Never goes, you know Vanderbilt. I mean, come on. They don't even try. I mean, They don't even try in the one sport that matters. They don't ever say that. It's Ole Miss and State. And it's an agenda. Yeah. But look, at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, if you were to re, if everyone were to start over with Ole Miss and State, be like, oh, shoot, yes, of course. But it doesn't work. Life doesn't work like that. No, no. And the cat that got... Ole Miss into the SEC and the cat that got Mississippi State into the SEC, those those dudes are heroes. And so you should you should honor them. I think he has a building on campus. He does. Get him a statue. He deserves a statue he, he, too. He deserves a statue. And 
you know, but no, you're not getting kicked out of the league. And frankly, if you were to have a conversation about it, and and again, this is the biggest if in the world, Mississippi State, if you're listening, you're safe. If you're a Mississippi State fan, I'm not saying this. Mississippi State would be in more trouble than Ole Miss is. Ole Miss, Ole Miss has a pretty, pretty big brand. Yeah, it would. And yes, of course, Ole Miss and State would be better off as one university, 100%. But that's well, not sure. the world we're in. Didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, it, does it make sense to have two big SEC schools less than two hours apart? In, in a small state. In a small state that has a lot of rural? Of course not. But it is. Yeah, you, you think consolidating high schools are tough. <laughs> Try this one on for size there, bud. Like, <laughs> no, come on. No way. <laughs> That's the conversation. We can't even get Hatley and Smithville consolidated. No. You're trying to do state and Ole Miss, no. okay? Like, okay. what are you, what are you doing? No, not <laughs> happening. God, that fight. Woof. I mean, someone would get shot for even raising their hand at the table. I mean, I, I mean, before you even, <laughs> before you even got, there would be bloodshed before you even got anywhere resembling moving on that. But yes, I, I don't. I have never done the research to figure out why. But state getting created was your problem. Instead of going, hey, how do we just build on Ole Miss as is and and create there? And yeah, it's land grant stuff. I, I I don't understand. Right, but that's it's just is what it is. Oh, okay. Anyway, all right. Uh, today, what do we got? We got uh NHL tonight, NBA tonight. What do we have? No, no just no, NHL. No, no NBA tonight. Carolina and Florida. The Panthers with a chance to close it out. They're up three zero at home against the Hurricanes tonight in the NHL. So. Home game for the eight seed Panthers tonight in to finish Florida, it wow. to finish off Carolina, and the winner seems almost destined. Or Florida, barring a collapse, seems destined to play Vegas. So we get Florida and Vegas in the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. The University of Old Mississippi State University. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got so. it. All right, uh, Jeffrey joining show tomorrow again. Uh, I think a lot of guests moving forward the next couple of days. So as yep. long as those pan out, we'll have a good bit for you here on the show. So take care. Have a good day. Talk to you then.